Hey everyone, and welcome to The Webline, a podcast about Spider-Man and his amazing world. Here we discuss all aspects of our favorite wall crawler in a fun, informal, but informative forum. I am your humble host, the Spidey Librarian, and this week I'm here with another Spidey Games episode of the podcast. Uh, Spidey Games focuses on individual Spider-Man video game reviews, as well as more generalized topics involving Spider-Man's place in video game media. This week, I'm joined by my friend and fellow YouTuber, Matt Cave Gaming, who runs a growing retro gaming channel, as we discuss the storied and epic history of Spider-Man in video games throughout the years and decades. Matt Cave, how are things in your world today? Hello there. <laughs> Doing well. It Good is definitely a uh, spidey and gaming type of day. It really is, and I mean, like, uh, and we'll get into this with the news segment. But man, hype is building around Spidey Gaming for one very specific reason, and that reason is coming on <clears throat> on October twentieth. So, yeah, uh, it is. But yeah, um, things in things in your world are good, though. Doing well. Um, I've been really looking forward to uh, doing this podcast with you. And uh, in preparation, I've been playing some more Spider-Man games. Oh, and, nice. Uh, nice. Diving back into some of my all-time favorites. Oh, good. Well, I, I, can't, I can't wait to find out what those are. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to have you here. I've been wanting to do this episode with you for for some time so i'm glad we were finally able to kind of like get it get get our schedules to line up and just kind of make it happen so all right um let's see uh be sure to subscribe to the webline on your favorite podcast service and leave us a like review and a follow where appropriate uh if you were on a service that doesn't carry the webline let me know just by shooting me an email at spideylibrarian at gmail.com and I'll do what I can to get it pushed out to you. Finally, for those of you here on the live stream with us today, please be sure to uh, thwip the like button and chime in with your perspectives on chat. Also, for those of you with us here in the live stream, please feel free to share with us your favorite Spider-Man games in the chat. For those of you listening at a later date, sound off in the comments with your favorite Spider-Man games and what you like most about them. But before we do a daring dive into our timely topic, it is time to dish on the latest spiderific developments with our knockout news segment, The Bugle Newsflash. So, really, I've only got one big news item for this week, and it is Marvel's Spider-Man 2 related. And uh, that is because we got two new trailers this last week on the same day and even in the same live stream. Uh, for those of you who check out um, uh, PlayStation's State of Play games, they're kind of like, you know, their version of like Nintendo Directs and stuff like that. Um, it's basically a showcase of video games that are coming for PlayStation 5. And uh, Spider-Man 2 was on there. And they gave a gameplay overview trailer, which I actually did a reaction to a couple of days ago. I haven't yet made the video for that, but it will be forthcoming soon. 
But um, essentially, they gave that, and then they did another trailer at the tail end of the State of Play where they showed off the costumes in the game for the Digital Deluxe Edition. Yeah. Um, Matt Cave, you, you didn't happen to watch these, did you? Those new ones I haven't seen. I did see the the like the like the long 10-minute gameplay. Yes, God, end. I love uh, that, I that so like, much. That's almost over a month ago at this point, but oh, oh dude, yeah. it looks so good. Yeah, uh, when you get a look at the suits, um, I got I got fooled into thinking one of the suits, um, just based on the color scheme, I thought mm. it was the superior octopus, the the superior octopus suit. Do you know the suit that Doc Ock mm. wears after he's been yeah. superior spider? It it isn't, but it it's colored like the. The superior octopus and i was like i'm like oh my god are we getting that and not quite but you know um but there's um there's a couple of suits for peter that look really good uh, i think my favorite one right now is the, it's called the apocalyptic suit and you can actually see like peter's hair kind of sticking out the top of the suit you know and it it kind of looks like a spider punk suit but you know with a with a couple of apocalyptic twists to it and then Miles, yeah, and Miles has got this blue and kind of yellow suit that um, is actually fairly close to something that I recently designed for like a spider sona activity that we did at the library. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty suit, you know, because it uses like two colors that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very fond of the combination of those two colors. And so um, I'm really excited. But apparently they're not only giving you, I think, like 65 different suits in this game, which is at least, what, 30, 32, 33 per spider. Um, but apparently each suit is going to come with like three different like variations of it. So you're going to have like, I, I think you get like a symbiote version of each suit and you're going to have a you're gonna have different color palettes and stuff like that and i'm just kind of looking at them and i'm just like i i i'm i'm gonna have more choices than i can shake a stick at in this game so are we potentially getting a symbiote version of miles morales uh it's it's possible i want to oh, think so dude i want to think so i i could be wrong but i mean come on why not you know it's not like Miles doesn't have any experience with Venom. Um, uh, in the in the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, um, Venom. I, I, I didn't read all of the story, but like the symbiote was chasing Miles. The symbiote wanted Miles, and the symbiote was causing a ruckus that actually got uh, that got Miles's mother killed uh, during that story. You know. Oh wow. Yeah, like the Ultimate Universe was not kind to Miles like like at the like pretty much at the end there it was just him and his dad um he lost his uncle in a fight with him and then he lost his mom and like she discovered that he was miles like as she was dying he he, he goes up to her in the suit and she's just like it, it, it's heartbreaking because like Ooh. she's like she's like oh my god miles look at what you can do and and then she dies you know and it was just like oh god that sucks oh that's like an Anakin and Shmi Skywalker moment right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And so um so in in my mind at least, why not? Why not give us some some uh, symbiote variants on Miles's suits, you know? Um he doesn't have as much experience with the symbiote as Peter does, 
But mm. uh, I don't know. You never know. This game might even the odds up a little. We'll see. So um, the gameplay overview trailer itself was pretty cool. It showed us that the map on the game. Um, did you did you play the 2018 PS4 Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you remember how big Manhattan was, right? Oh, yeah. It's apparently doubled in size because now they're including the Bronx and Queens as yep, places you can traverse. We're getting two more boroughs for this. So it's two be... more boroughs. Oh, I can't wait. And I'm hoping, uh, I mean, I've got several hopes tied up in this sentence, but I am hoping that when they do the third game, because I truly want this and think this will be a trilogy of games, mm. but really... Um, you know, I want so many things to happen for that. I want all, what is it, five, the five major boroughs? I want all five major boroughs, okay? Yeah. I want the Green Goblin. I, I personally think oh, that that's man. when we're going to get him. Like, I personally think Doc Ock was the big bad for one, Venom is the big bad for two, and then for the final one, Green Goblin. Like, that's kind of the trinity of Spider-Man nemeses, and I feel like they're gonna they're gonna make a trilogy and that's how it's gonna be so that's that's the hope let me ask you this because i'm not even sure of the answer but is mr osborne always green goblin or is there, someone i know there's hobgoblin which is a different character yes, yes. um it, th there have been other green goblins harry osborne has been the green goblin after his father mm -hmm. died um there is at least one or two other people who took over the identity um like kind of on an ad hoc basis and it never really stuck but like mm. when when it you know when people think the green goblin norman is norman norman is basically yeah it. yeah and we've um, already set him up in in the 2018 game and everything so we know you know his deal yeah. so like mj found the goblin bombs and or the the mm. grenades that will probably be pumpkin bombs you know stuff like that yeah. so but um but yeah and and the funny thing about hobgoblin um because i see that sith apple in the chat has, has mentioned hobgoblin um but um hobgoblin is when he first came onto the scene in the comics you didn't know who he was and apparently there was a big ruckus um behind the scenes with the writers trying to figure out who actually hobgoblin was there was something similar with green goblin at first but i think that was resolved pretty quickly because stan lee was basically uh, in control at that point yeah. but, but but by this point we've got a writer's room we got people who want the story to go specific ways and everything and so um they they and and it's one of the reasons there's been a whole rigmarole around hobgoblin's identity over the years because at first we thought oh god who was it i think that i think it was ned leeds i think was mm. you know and then no it's not ned leeds it was roderick kingsley controlling ned leeds and then it was roderick kingsley's brother or, or something like that and so you're trying to figure that out and 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 you know and in the meantime in the story the thing is, is that you find someone, this guy, this person finds the Green Goblin's old gear. And I think, I, I don't know why he's got the orange overcloak and the different mask, but, you know, mm. you know he comes into the possession of those things. He, he finds the glider, he finds the bombs. And argue, arguably, you had Norman Osborn, who was basically contending with insanity. That was the reason he was being the Green Goblin. Yeah. This guy apparently was not insane. He was just a really cunning criminal 
like mastermind type person. And so you had like a different type of fight that Spider-Man was going into during that time. But yeah, um, it was it was an entire thing. I would be I would love to see Hobgoblin. I don't know if we're going to see Hobgoblin at this point. If Insomniac continues beyond a third game or maybe even at the end of the third game, like I maybe I could see Hobgoblin appearing. Um, but maybe like DLC point, or something like that. Ooh, yeah. yes, DLC. That would be cool like tease them maybe a little bit but then have a mm. DLC added for it. I'm, that could be cool. God, yeah, no. Um, they haven't announced any DLC for this game yet. Um, I kind of hope we get DLC. I, I like the DLC that comes out. I would like to see more extra adventures. So, yep. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, we had two trailers this week. Um, the fast travel system. The fast travel system is so cool because what it <laughs> looks like it does is when you select the borough that you want to fast travel to... It's like it selects it, and then like the map kind of comes in like up to the point where you're gonna you're gonna be, and then you just fly in. It's apparently a really fast fast travel system. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, upgrades. Go ahead. That's yeah. similar to. I wonder if it's going to be the same method that they used in the most recent uh, most recent Ratchet and Clank game that came out on the PS5, where they they travel through multiverses. And it's all in real time. <laughs> so they literally, like, you open up a portal and you swing in and your entire world is different in an instant. So we know these current yeah. systems are capable of it. That's that's what it looks like it's going to do. Yeah. So, no, I haven't, I haven't played Ratchet and Clank. Um, I want to, but I haven't. Um, but that that's what it looks like. Oh, and you may appreciate this, too. The boss fights? The yeah. boss fights? are The bosses will have health bars. We will actually Wild. see how how badly we're hurting them instead of going, okay, am I done? Am I done? Am I done? You know, so. When was that? When did that go away? How did that go away in games where it's so rare to have a life meter for a boss? I don't know. <laughs> I know they want to be cinematic, but, you know. <laughs> in, in terms of in terms of like 3D Soulsborne games, I've only really played Elden Ring, but those bosses have have meters they have health meters yeah um so i don't know that's that's a really good question that i do not have a good answer for so <laughs> and really that's kind of all the spidey news for this week so let's get ready for our feature segment a spidey games discussion of spider-man's amazing history in video games <laughs> So while my love for Spider-Man should be readily apparent to anyone who's listened to an episode of this podcast, or if you've been on my channel, or if you've met me for more than five seconds, <laughs> um, it might be slightly less obvious that I love video games and spend way more time than I probably should gaming and streaming gameplay, which is one of the reasons that Matt Cave and I uh, connected so quickly on YouTube. Actually, Matt Cave, do you remember how we first met? I, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, it was Metroid Prime, wasn't it? 
No, it was Super no, Metroid. It was, it was Super Metroid. I was, was playing Super, Super Metroid. Metroid. I was playing Super Metroid. I was live streaming it. Um, and I, you know, it was, it was at that point where I was getting like maybe, I don't know, two, three uh, viewers, like if I was lucky, essentially. Um, you know, I'm doing slightly better now, but like, <laughs> but, but basically, and, and how did you find my channel? I'm, I'm really curious. It was. In all honesty, I was just kind of scrolling through. I was literally like laying in bed. Like it was mm -hmm. like the end of the night for me. I'm like kind of relaxing, going through the recommended stuff. Cause I, you know, I, I venture out of just the subscriptions I have. I go into the homepage right. a lot so I can find, you know, a lot of stuff it recommends. Right. And I'm just, I'm scrolling past and Super Metroid catches my eye. And I'm like, oh man, I haven't played this in like a, in a, <laughs> in a minute. I'm like, let me see what's going on in this. And then immediately you're talking history you're talking lore you're talking everything about samus and and how we got the super metroid i'm like and i'm in like <laughs> subscribe hello in chat i'm like <laughs> see these are the benefits of being a nerd about things you know you you you, you talk you let your nerd flag fly and so some people yep. are like that's my banner right there you know <laughs> So, well, no, and, and, and the thing is, cause I remember, you know, we started chatting and I was like, I was like, oh God, yes. Someone who knows these games, you know, and it was, it was, it was like, you know, I'm sure we've all felt that, you know, we, we, we find someone who, you know, you mentioned like Star Trek too. And some, that person goes, oh, Star Trek, you want to talk Star Trek, you know? And, and, and so like, that's, that's just kind of, um, that's, that's always a great experience, but, uh. Yeah, you know, as soon as um, as soon as you told me that you had a channel, I was like, okay, subscribe, and um, and you you were you were making you were making some good moves on that channel. You, I think you, didn't you have way back Wednesday back then too? Yeah, yeah. we had, way back yeah. Wednesday was was in its infancy. Yeah, at that point, and um, it, it was it was really starting to become you know, what it is now today and kind of becoming a, you know, what I wanted it to be this regular basis, you know, weekly show, like how you do your podcasts and all this stuff. I wanted something that people can look forward to. And it's, um, it's kind of funny. I'll tell a, a very quick story, similar to how we met and you how you're like, Oh, somebody in chat that knows, you know, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So I, I had a similar yet opposite experience okay. during my, one of my very early live streams. My first ever live stream audience member was Coffee on Korriban, who I'm now oh, wow. very good friends with. Yeah, and I know. I, know I was playing Resident Evil 7, and he came into it and was asking about it because he knew nothing about Resident Evil, but was interested. And what that did for nice. me was it opened up the doorway where I was like, now I'm going to talk lore and I'm going to make sure this guy really wants to get into this series. <laughs> and we just started going and then it just, you know, grew into what it's been. But it, it's, it's amazing when you can interact with your audience with similar likes and things like that, but also just finding people that are curious about a franchise like somebody coming in who's like you know what i don't know much about spider-man but i found this channel the guy's called spidey librarian he's gotta know what he's talking about so it's you know a thing or two you know yeah yeah <laughs> and it, and the nice thing here, here's the thing like i actually am a librarian in real life guys um even if i don't know the answer i'll find it <laughs> 
I will go find it you for you. You, you know, will find where that answer is. Yeah, if if it exists, I I will I will find it. You know, so if necessary, this guy will bust out the Dewey Decimal System. Mm, yes, <laughs> as 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 we all do. You know, <laughs> well, I've always been fascinated by Spider-Man's development in the video game medium, and I have looked into and played quite a few games that feature the wall crawler. And I have to say, his his evolution in games has been pretty reflective of the evolution of video games and the gaming industry as a whole. You can say that, you can say what you want about his evolution as a character in the comics. And I, I have met plenty of Spider-Man community members who have all kinds of opinions about where the comics are going today and stuff like that, you know. But no doubt, you, you cannot argue that as his comics life has gotten more intricate and complicated, so too has the complexity of Spider-Man's presence in video games, which in my opinion, I feel just works out to the advantage of mm -hmm. gamers in general. So, um, I guess I get, I get, I guess it makes the most sense to begin at the beginning where this all started. And, uh, you know, hopefully we all know about the, the very first Spider-Man game. But if you don't, well, I'll tell you this much. It's 40 years old. It is from yeah. 1982 and it is in, on the Atari 2600. Uh, you've, Matt Cave, you and I, we are gamers of a certain age. I've played the Atari 2600. I had one in my house as a kid. Did you? Have you play? You still do? Oh my god! And it works. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh my god! That's awesome. That is cool. um, that is so awesome. Did you did you play the Spider Man game on the on the Atari? Have, okay, I, I do have the Spider Man game on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. All right, and uh, that that game came out the year I was born. 1982. Oh wow! And okay. uh, so Spider-Man on the Atari was one of the earliest games that I played because I've I've been playing games since I was one. My my father handed me the Atari joystick when I was one. That's and awesome. That's been the direction it's gone ever since. But I'll never forget playing that game for the first time, uh, being psyched because the artwork on the sticker on the cartridge was great it's a yeah. great comic book style animated picture of, of spider-man it's is, like is, wow, isn't it isn't know. it like spider-man dodging a pumpkin bomb from the green goblin yeah, or something, something like, like that yeah. yeah yeah it's really well done it's you know artwork on those cartridges were were great and then you fire up the game and, <laughs> you know you have um <laughs> it the thing that i think still makes it stand out is that it is one of those 2600 games mm -hmm. that stands apart from others because you do pretty much know at a glance what you're looking at. Atari yeah. wasn't always good for that. Sometimes you're just a square or you're a dot or you're right. whatever. Right. And you have to try to figure out what you're looking at. We actually had a red and blue representation figure. A rep, a that was red and blue stack of pixels. Yep. <laughs> that was and this Spider was your Spider-Man. Yep. Right? <laughs> Oh, it's um, it's one of those games where you know you, 
you don't know what to do when you first fire it up. You got to figure it out. You're pretty much in a single screen in front of a building. Yeah. And your ultimate goal is to get to the top of this building. Yes. And you do get web swinging abilities, sort of. Sort of, it's yeah. More of a vertical shot up with a single web, and then you try to latch onto the building and make your way up. Um, the problem with that was, if you were not 100% precise with your timing, you fall to your doom. Yes. <laughs> yes. And God yeah. forbid you hit a window with the web instead of the building side. Because then it just won't stick, which, how does that work, you know? I guess what? all the windows were open. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 one of the things that I remember, because because again, I mean, I love this game for what it is. You know, it mm. is it is just it is the first one. It's from the twenty six hundred era. Video games, especially like home console gaming, that was in its infancy. And so, yes, mm -hmm. we can look back on it and be like, oh my god, how could you play this game? This is a terrible game. Yes, by today's standards, it is. And maybe even by the standards back then, maybe it would have been, but they were still figuring things out. And one of the things that I remember about that game that I'm just like, you you would never have this today, is that you start out, I believe, on the building. You're like, you're like stuck to the walls. The only way to move is to shoot that web and then like pull yourself up um, yep. or swing or whatever. You don't, you can't wall crawl. You can't like just move around you are yeah, no. stuck in place yeah no wall crawling it was it was a vertical shot i think there was a diagonal web shot if i remember correctly yes it was yes there, there was. or straight up right? yes you had both of those and yeah it, it seemed to be not only about getting your target right and hitting the correct portion of the building but it was your timing of releasing the button and doing it you had to have all this in play and be precise yep. and that was the thing about a lot of atari games because all you're working with is a joystick and a single and button a single button that's it right that's it so they had to make this work somehow to have multiple abilities and that's something you know as we go today and talking about the evolution of, of spider-man in video games just the idea of how to control spider-man in a video game that in itself is probably the most impressive part of the evolution Oh yeah. No, no, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, after, after that game, which again, you, yeah, you, you were supposed to get to the top of a building. There was like a little green goblin dude and it was basically green and purple pixels. Um, mm -hmm. just kind of going back and forth on his goblin glider. And if you touched him, you died. Um, but like you wanted to also like touch the bombs that were nearby so that you could defuse them, I think, or something yeah, like that. You had a basically save the city from the explosion at yeah that point. and it's like i think it's just one stage and then once you completed it you just started over and that was the game like that yeah. the, you know easy game you can well i'm not going to say easy because that timing could be a, a problem but once you beat that one stage you were basically done you had completed the game you had 100 percented it it was done you know yeah um nowadays trying to 100 percent a game is not only a matter of perspective but my god it you can't argue that it's much more complex than that. So, oh yeah, games now are just, they're they're events, they're they're cinematic, they're movies practically at this point. Yeah, and it's um, but back then, you know, we had a simple objective, 
but it wasn't always that easy to accomplish that objective. You mm -hmm. know, was, the challenge was how fast can you get up this building? You know, how accurate were your targets? How many times are you going to fall off this building yes. and send Spider-Man to his doom? Yes, you know, he, 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 I can't tell you how many times I killed him uh, in that yeah. game. And again, I was playing as like, you know, like a five or a six year old or something at that point, you know. So, um, but yeah, I, I remember that game very fondly um, yeah. just because I, I, I was I, I remember as a kid being very into Spider-Man. So, you know, um, let's see. Really, I mean, there was like there was at least one other game that came out, I think, on one of the early computers. And I, I never played that one, but it was I, I, I want to say it was more text based. I don't know anything about it, but like it it was made um, it was made by a company that also I think they did one for like Captain America and one for the Hulk as well. And mm. uh, I don't know much about them, but like after those games we don't really see much until we get to, I think, the Nintendo Entertainment System era, when then we start to see Spider-Man come back onto the scene as a uh, as a subject for for video games. And I know that during this time, um, I know that like, you know, like 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, people could say like, oh my God, there's not been a good Spider-Man game in forever. There has not been a good Batman game in forever, you know. And then, of course, like with Batman, we get we start getting the Arkham games. And then, like in 2018, well, we know what happens in 2018. Yeah. But during the 90s, we had a pretty uh, I I would call it a renaissance of of Spider-Man games because there was a lot of stuff that really comes out and is very very memorable. Uh, from the get-go, I know that I know that like at least some of your favorites, Matt Cave, and some of mine are are from that era. Why don't, why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about uh, a couple of yours? Oh yeah, that 16-bit era was um, definitely it's my favorite time of of not just Spider-Man games, but a lot of superhero games in general. Like even on the, in the 8-bit on the NES, we had like Spider-Man teaming up with the X-Men and stuff like that. But oh my God. <laughs> the 16-bit era was um, where I think we really started to feel like as gamers that we truly were playing as Spider-Man. Like yeah. it just, it brought it to life more, right? Because those 16-bit games, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, um, the style of the graphics looked animated. Like, it looked like a comic book. It looked like a cartoon. Come know? to life, it, you know, that you yeah, control. Yeah, truly came to life. And depending on the size of the pixels they were using in a game, it could look incredibly lifelike as far as the cartoons and comic books went. Yeah. The first um, one that I started playing on the 16-bit era uh, that really drew me in uh, was Spider-Man versus Kingpin, and oh god, yeah, that game, that game blew me away because of just the how much you could do. It wasn't just about playing as Spider-Man; you're playing as Peter Parker. Like you're you're taking pictures, you're sending photos yep. to the Daily Bugles. That was a part of your thing, and so many featured bosses. Uh, it just it really was an amazing uh, game that, like, it drew me in. I remember my cousin had it on the Genesis, and we would play it all the time. 
And then I got the Sega CD, and a bunch of Genesis games started getting versions the on the Sega CD tree. where they would yeah. advance it, right? Okay. So this game stood out from the rest for me because it was the same great Genesis game, but the Sega CD not only added new music, like CD quality audio and, and enhancing the music, uh, it added animated cutscenes that looked like you were watching a, a m- m- animated comic book, basi- basically. It also added levels and a whole map system and bonus objectives. And that blew me away because at the time, you could almost look at this as the equivalent to DLC today. Yeah, no, I could totally see yeah. that. I could totally see that. I, I only played the Genesis version, so unfortunately I missed out on the Vulture and Mysterio fights. But uh, Oh, so uh, good. Yeah, that, 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 that's what I hear. Um, I actually I actually just replayed this about a week and a half ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I found an online emulator and I played it and I actually did it for like a last week's episode where I just kind of did a retro review of the game. Um, but such a good game. One of the one of the big ones that I remember from from adolescence because like it it really did at the time feel like a big jump in the you know in the in the evolution of the character in the medium. Um, mm-hmm. I could actually you know I could actually run around. I could punch. I could do a I could do a lower kick. I could do a kind of a lame looking jump kick. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But 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 I mean like you know this this wasn't double dragon it wasn't a beat 'em up or anything but it was like a side scrolling adventure so I'm 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 okay with that but then but then you had web swinging which I don't remember playing um, or ha- having access to that in in other games up until that point mm-hmm. um, I mean I guess the Atari but you know, you know come on <laughs> um, that was the only way you could move you know yeah um what else we had uh there was yeah there was really cool things was how that game utilized because you know we've had different variations of spider-man over the years of how his abilities work you know some of his abilities in some versions it's natural it comes from his body the web but in this case it worked perfect for the game because they used the web shooters so for a video game it's like okay now i got to fill my web up you got to keep the cartridge full and, and it added and that takes a whole money strategy element yeah right that takes money so to get money i have to take pictures you know yep. and that was that was great too you know what i you know what i found uh really helpful during my most recent playthrough of that game mm. the, the web shield oh yes yes i i had to use that on so many occasions like like because some it, of those fights, I just don't remember them, you know? And, and so, like, mm-hmm. uh, whenever Donkey Kong comes after you, that's what I call the big ape in Sandman's oh, park. Yeah, the park. Yep. yeah, I'm like, get away. I don't want to, you know, and, and yeah, I had to use that shield quite a bit just to not take damage because he, he yep. will kill And it eats quick. up a lot of the web fluid, too. So it's like, you got to yeah. pick and choose your moments. Yeah, no, definitely. No, that's a great game. And then uh, I I I, I want to talk about one game that I know is your favorite. Let's 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 talk about Spider-Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage because yes, I played that too and I liked it too. I mean, it was that was a beat 'em up. That was a that was a Double Dragon inspired like beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really like it actually took the not just the storyline but some of the cutscene panels were taken directly from the maximum carnage 
comics storyline that was mm -hmm. popular at the time. Matt Cave, what are some of your favorite things about this game? I was speaking of the comic book panels in that, I always love that, like in the intro, seeing Carnage, you know, being wheeled out. He's on the like the big stretcher thing. They're wheeling him out almost like uh, Silence of the Lambs style. Yeah. And then he's he's talking trash to the guards and everything all happening in, the, you know, the, the text bubbles and stuff. And then finally, he just unleashes. And I remember that shot in the game. This is like the very beginning. You start yeah. up the game. And, you know, Spider-Man and Venom swing by the Sega logo and stuff. And then you get this this cutscene, basically, for lack of a better term. Right. And then he busts out as Carnage, where it just looks like he's coming out of the panel. And you know it's on. It's yeah. on like It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. He's loose. <laughs> <laughs> but then you fight, you get to the first level. And the first thing that stands out is that they used large pixels for the characters in this so they really popped they really were bold on screen and stood out more than in prior games like he like spider-man looked good in spider-man versus kingpin mm -hmm. but he looks so animated and so accurate in maximum carnage in just a way that's i in all honesty in that era of gaming 16-bit and even into the bit of the 32-bit stuff I don't think he's ever looked better. Like, he... Spider-Man looked great. And then this game also took... Um, not only was it following a, a very specific storyline, but it advanced the control scheme as far as how we control it. Because, you know, we're in the beat-em-up style, very, like, Streets of Rage and, and, and Double Dragon style. Right. Mm -hmm. But the controls, that's where it got crazy. Because... Not only can you shoot web and punch and kick and do a jump kick, but now you have your web swinging back. But the web swinging itself, like you needed accuracy and you had to hook on to something and you had control. You could swing and kick. You could yes. do all kinds of combinations. Yes. Um, and, you know, I grew up playing. The, I had the Sega. I had the Genesis. And I had the it was the three button controller, you know, for the most part. So you had to do all kinds of funky combinations with the game. <laughs> trying to get these swings to work right. But then the six-button controller came out. And that's one of the games that Sega took full advantage of, and they expanded the controls. So now I had A, B, and C, but you also had X, Y, and Z. And they put the swing controls up there. Oh, so all of a sudden, the game okay. opened up to being able to have more control and smoother and just... It, that it, is. I've never gone back. That Once is. Once you go six button on maximum carnage, that's the way. See, and the thing is, I've never like I I had a I had a Genesis growing up. Um, mm -hmm. I never I never did the Sega CD or anything. But like, the six button controller is just something that I have never done. Like I've never experienced mm -hmm. the six button controller for for that system. So I, and and I mean let's let's just lay it out on the line here, guys. Mm -hmm. Maximum carnage is considered a pretty pretty damn difficult game even by today's standards like a lot of a lot of youtubers will go back and play this game and still be like yeah this one i kind of <laughs> went away with my tail between my legs so mm -hmm. anything you can do to to make that easier is in my opinion a, a really nice thing it, it's a gift you know it makes like one of the early levels where you have to get up this building, but Electro is firing beams at you. 
um, being able to have more control over your swing because it alerts you like which direction this is going to come from. But you have to be able to get out of the way in time. And then when you finally get to the top, you deal with Doppelganger and he's like going nuts to beat the hell out of you once you get to the top. Like the I... game is relentless. No, when it you clear one spot, your next thing is right in your face. <laughs> No, it definitely, it definitely was. And I remember, um, I remember one of the, I think, wasn't one of the animations on one of Spider-Man's moves, because I always preferred to play Spider-Man, surprise. And um, wasn't one of the animations on his move a combo where, like, he would shoot out webs from both sides of him and then yank the two people and into yep. each other you in front of him. In. The guys with like the trench coats and stuff. You could yeah. pull them in and then get them with a kick. He also had this spin move, but I believe if you did the spin move, it actually took life away. Like it cost you part of your life meter to do the special attack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I again, like it's a game that I played um, and enjoyed, but I never got very far in. I have no shame in saying I never completed that game. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if anyone has and, and, and you, you want to, you want to go ahead and dunk on me, Hey, go ahead. I'm, you, you are clearly superhuman, whereas I am not yet. So, you know, it's a rough game. And actually I should have brought it over here. I got to show you the, give me a second. I got to show you the edition of it that I have. Okay. Um, I mean, a couple of other games from the, from the 16 bit era that, that I remember, um, Oh God! Did did uh, did anyone play? Did anyone play um, Spider Man and the X Men in Arcade's Revenge? Because I remember buying that game and being really excited to to play it, and then I played it, and I was just like, I I was really let down, you know. I I really it was it was a side scroller, which was fine, but like. Mm-hmm you didn't have nearly the kind of versatility that you had in Spider-Man versus the Kingpin. Um, And then like, you know, you played Wolverine and Storm and some other X-Men, but like they were just like stuck in these situations where like you, 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 you had limited use of, of them, you know, either when arcades revenge. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah. Yeah, Arcades revenge. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a terrible game, but it's not a good game either. I would Mm -hmm. argue, you know, um, I That's think... one of those games that um, I definitely go back to it. Actually, I have it sitting right here. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I wonder if this green screen is going to mess with this. So I got I got Maximum Carnage. Maximum Carnage shows up a lot better than uh, the arcade one did, just so you know. But the, the reason I was so psyched of having this one all these years is because it's the red cartridge. Ooh. And this thing, let's see how well that comes up. Yeah. Oh no, it comes up really nicely. Yeah, that looks good. I I love this game so much. Okay, I have um, to I I have to ask, is is the red cartridge is is that one like does that go for a mint on eBay or something or Oh it probably does because that was the that was the one that was more limited release like you could get them places. Um but for the most part, you know, Genesis cartridges were just the black cartridge with the right. with the yes. sticker on it. Yes, they were. Every once in a while, you had some cartridges that were a little bit different for special editions of stuff. And um, this was one that. Oh, you know what I just noticed on this? This has a this has a rating on it. Really? MA thirteen mature audiences. Really? 
Okay. It's in the bottom corner there. Yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> um, I wow, that's crazy. I like, mean, this was a pretty violent game when you think about oh, it. Oh yeah, and and I mean the storyline in the comics was pretty dark too. But I mean, like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like graphic though. You know. No. Meanwhile, Arcade's Revenge has a rating of GA, appropriate for all audiences, general audiences. Yeah, well, and it shows. Um, the carnage was, like, there were, you know, the, the little cutscenes, the comic panels and stuff, it mm-hmm. was of carnage, you know, unaliving people. <laughs> yes, no, it, it was, it was. I'm going to take a second and uh, talk to, uh, catch up in, in the chat a little bit here. Uh, Black Dragon says that growing up, Spider-Man always had to use cartridges. It wasn't until 2002 that I even considered web coming from his body. Yeah, as, and Sam mm-hmm. Raimi had pretty much everything to do with that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, too, because I fall on the side of mechanical web shooters. Uh, you, know, you, can, you can argue that I'm old school about it, and, you know, you'd be right. Um, but really, I mean... While I personally think that mechanical web shooters are the superior way to go, like there's a whole group of people who grew up with Spider-Man and 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 those movies and everything. That's their version of Spider-Man. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I completely respect that. I, I you know, if if you like organic, that's great. Uh, I, I like I like mechanical. Uh, it's not like I'm never going to watch something because Spider-Man has organic web shooters. I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, they're going, they're making this decision, you know? But like, yeah, yeah you know, it's 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 all good. So uh, Sith Apple, I think in reference to Maximum Carnage, says a lot of swearing and raging. Mm, yeah, it comes yeah. with that game. It's it's definitely, um, it goes with the territory. And I'll tell you, sure. you know, on the, on the topic of, of the web swinger uh, shooters, the biggest reason why i think the web shooters are superior in as as far as the version what i prefer is because that leans towards the technological side and the genius of peter parker like he created this stuff he built this stuff right so taking that away kind of takes away a big element of his character the counter argument that i tend to get from people about that though is that um you know like they like the idea that anybody can be Spider-Man, and so like mm. the any the the idea that anybody could get the webs by making them organic is appealing to them as well, mm. you know. And 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 that's fine. That's fine. I like the idea of a smart kid falling into some spider powers and having the ability to supplement them, though. I I think that yeah. you know, and yeah, I get it. You know, I totally get it. Um, let's see. Solid Snake says that he had the red one as well, and all the gold Zelda cartridges on the NES, and that he wishes that he'd saved them. Oh, I feel like that about my comic book collection, my friend. <laughs> I know how you feel. I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> and then Black Dragon is asking if I've ever seen the 70s live-action TV show with Nicholas Hammond. Yes. I have. I've seen it. It's only been a couple of episodes, but I remember like when I was again in an adolescent, I remember seeing like on the little TV guides that came with the newspapers, I, I would scour them for programming to watch. And I saw a Spider-Man show and I saw that it wasn't a cartoon. And I'm like, what? 
And so, like, it came on at this ridiculously early time, like, on PBS or something like that. And I just was like, I, I had to, I had to watch this. And so I remember watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I, I, I mean, one, I remember thinking, okay, well, this isn't really how I envisioned a Spider-Man live-action <laughs> show. And then, two, part of me is also thinking, but this was back in the, you know, the olden days, you know, and so it's like... I get that they probably just have, you know, they have to work yeah. with what they've got. And, uh, and I so, yeah. I watched that with, with my father. And then uh, between <sighs> that and uh, the original uh, Incredible Hulk TV show. Oh, Bill yeah. Bixby, that um, I remember. That was, I was watching that constantly. I mean, uh, we even had appearances of, of Thor in that show. I mean, this was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. And yeah. and you know, I mean, they were going for those connections even back then. You know. And yeah. and and I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um. Black Dragon says that he has them all digitally. Black Dragon, let me let me ask you something because I literally just had this thought the other day, and I'm not the only p person that has had this thought. But tell me what you think of this. And Matt Cave, you too. Mm -hmm. So, um, are we all familiar with the first Morlin arc? that J, uh, JMS did during Amazing Spider-Man, where uh, Peter basically um, is is basically told that he's a spider totem and that the spider that bit him was going to give him those powers regardless of whether or not it was radioactive or anything like that. Are, are you familiar with this, Matt Cave? Oh, no. Not, oh, like this okay. was like foretold? Okay. All I'm going to say at this point is read it. It is one of the best Spider-Man stories, in my opinion, that you will ever read. It's a, it's, it, is an, it is an iconic story, okay? okay. Morlin is a very different type of foe that he had never encountered up to that point. I know they redid him again in Spider-Verse, and he wasn't as cool then. Mm. But think about this. Think about this. In that story, Peter is told all of this by an older man named Ezekiel Sims. Ezekiel is an older man, and Ezekiel proves it to Peter by clinging to a wall in front of him and basically saying, because you're not the only one. And essentially, oh. it, you, you go out to find some other things about Ezekiel Sims, but you know what I want? I want a recreation of that story live action, and I want Nicholas Hammond to play Ezekiel Sims. Oh, that would be amazing! <laughs> I want that so badly. I didn't circle. think I, I didn't it, like it. Didn't cross my mind until like literally yesterday or the day before, and it was it was suddenly like an epiphany just went off, and I was like, "This needs to happen." Like, because he's like 73, he could play Ezekiel Sims, and I want it. Uh, like, it was something I didn't know that I needed until until it just randomly came across. And I'm like, that could work, and it needs to work. So That is fantastic. Oh, I love that. I got to find that story. I got to read that. Yeah, no, it's it's a great story. And then, uh, uh, and, and Black Dragon, you say you have them all digitally. I, how, how do you, how do you have access to them? Do, are, are they on disc? Are they on voodoo? Uh, let me know because I want to watch this stuff. I haven't seen most of that show and I definitely want to watch more of it. So, um, let me know how you got them so that I can maybe get access to them as well. So, 
Okay, and as you guys can see, we ramble a bit. <laughs> but I like to think that it's fun rambling, you know? We're still talking Spider-Man, we're still talking all this cool stuff. But, let's try to get back to video games. I want to talk about one more game from that era that was not on consoles, and that would be the arcade beat-em-up. Um, it was just called Spider-Man, or The Amazing Spider-Man, and essentially, um, it is it it is a beat 'em up, um, much like Maximum Carnage, but much much easier. Your main mm. foe is Doctor Doom, which I thought was interesting, um, and he has basically gotten all of Spider Man's foes to come out of the shadows and try to beat him up. Venom is there, uh, Green Goblin is there, Hobgoblin is there, Sandman, Electro, um, Lizard. And it's just this really nice little showcase of all of Spider-Man's foes and some interesting allies. Now, the one that makes the most sense is Black Cat. She could be there as a Spider-Man ally. But then Hawkeye is also there. <laughs> and then <laughs> Na and then Namor, the Submariner, is there. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Have you played this? Have you played this game? This one I haven't played. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um... So Ooh, it's actually, it's it's a it's it is funny. an I'm arcade game. Yeah, it it is an arcade yeah, I'm game. I'm looking at screenshots of it. the The style actually looks very much like Maximum Carnage. Yeah, yeah, and 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 a lot of it. I mean, there are definitely some some parallels to it. Mm. But I think that um, this is a, uh, you know, this is a this is a game that you know if if you miss it. You, on the whole, mm. you're probably not missing much, but it's just definitely a fun kind of addition to the game that was not a, ho a home console version. And yeah. I'm surprised it's, they wouldn't have ported that because there's a know, there's right? another game in the same. I would love it if they if they had a home console version of that. Um, but in the same style with almost the same, probably the same graphic engine as well. Um, they did a uh, Death of Superman game in that style okay all and right I didn't that game know that. actually landed it was in the arcades but landed on the super nintendo and uh huh. it's a great game by the way it follows the death of superman storyline all the way to the multiple supermen like that come out with the you know i i didn't i had no clue about this this, this yeah. is fascinating it's a fun beat em up yeah no it <laughs> sounds like it sounds like um but yeah, this is just kind of one of those games that it was like, um, you know, I kind of kind of wish they would do a port of it at some point. Bring it, bring it mm. to home consoles. I bring it to the PS5. Bring it to the Switch. You know, just put it on there so we can play it. But uh, but I think I think a lot of it is, um, you know, you 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 go to you go to retro arcades, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. At some point, they'll probably get it in. And uh, it, I, what I would do is talk to the regular retro arcade that you go to and tell them, hey, when you guys get this in, please email me because I want to play <laughs> this. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Because I know the guy that runs the one that's near us. He actually just opened up a second retro arcade okay i feel like bigger I feel like, location i feel like you need to make a request of this person yeah that, i'm you gonna know? reach out to him and make a request because that's okay. a that's a big one yeah no no i i think you'll enjoy it it's if you like the arcade like x-men beat them up and the avengers beat them up mm -hmm. like those were those were arcade games those 
are great. You'll 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 like Spider-Man then too. You know, awesome. it's it was just a bunch of bunch of companies with these licenses releasing this stuff, and it was wonderful. So, um, what are some of the more like iconic ones? Uh, I know that there was. I've only played like there's a PlayStation PlayStation One Spider-Man, and I've played a little bit of it. Um, have you played that, and how much of it have you played? Yes, that's a that's a big one for a lot of reasons because that first PlayStation One Spider-Man game basically set the template for what Spider-Man games are after that. And what I remember we have now, I remember it was Cameo City. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, Daredevil was... showed up. The Punisher showed, and it was just like quick cameos. You didn't get to play them, but they were there. Yep. You know, they were there. Yeah, that that was a big thing too. With a lot of the Spider-Man games, there were there were a lot of cameos. Um, one of them, going actually back a little bit before that PS One release, uh-huh. was on the 32X, and this was a game. It was called Web of Fire. And okay, I've heard of Web of Fire, but I don't know much more about it than the title. Web of Fire is, if you thought Maximum Carnage was difficult, Web of Fire is even more difficult, but for all the wrong reasons. Oh, it's, really? You talk about taking steps backwards, right? Oh. So Maximum Carnage came first. It was this beautiful game. Yes, it was challenging, but it was doable. Web of Fire uh, went a different route, trying to focus more on how much they could throw into the game with the 32x okay and making like backgrounds stand out and all kinds of like fun you know stuff and it seems like they forgot about you know actually controlling spider-man and being able to do his moves and all this stuff (laughs) and i'll tell you even with a six button controller that game is a nightmare to try and control and don't get me wrong it looked you know what it was? They went with a dark and gritty look. So that was a big thing with the game. It was it wasn't as bright and colorful as Maximum okay. Carnage. It was darker, grittier, which was on purpose because the story was darker and grittier. So was this a was this a beat 'em up? Was it a side scroller? What was it? It's a side scroller. Okay. With um a little bit of beat 'em up elements, but mostly a, a side scroller okay. and a bit of platforming. So it was, we strayed from what Maximum Carnage did. You know what it is? It's closer to uh, Spider-Man versus Kingpin, that style. Okay. All right. But much more side-scroller, like going left to right and all this stuff. But it was, they added elements into it that were just for the purpose of because they could. And it overall ruined the game, in my opinion. That that game is, is tough. Um, but when we got to the 64-bit era, when we have the world of N64 and, P- and PS1, that Spider-Man game, it basically laid the groundwork for what we have now with the idea of having a 3D world to explore, having lots of cameos, having giving the player real choice as far as what you're going to do but also really feel like you're playing as Spider-Man because once mm-hmm. we got into that 3D world, especially with um, when we jumped into the, the movie tie-in games, the Sam Raimi films, that opened it up like amazing. Like when I remember playing... Well, the, those, the are, those, are the first, uh, those are the first open world games, right? Yeah, those yeah. are the truly first open world games. 
And this PS1 game was like just on the cusp of that. Like we were so close. And um, I remember well, the, even... I remember the fog in the background mm-hmm. a lot because <laughs> because that was that that was probably beyond the PlayStation One's like power to to render all of that yeah. distance in the background, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fine. Um, but it was just kind of one of those things that I, you know, I, I remember that about it. It was like, ah, yeah, okay, all right, we got a yeah. lot of fog in New York, you know. <laughs> so the um, I'm trying to find a screenshot of it. I have there no screenshots for this because the sequel to this one was really good too. It was about Electro, and um, it it kind of took that whole style, you know, kind of furthering the the that direction that we were heading in there was a lot of handheld games that came out around this time too but it was the you know really the main releases that were were pushing this forward but um spider-man and then spider-man spider-man 2 enter electro uh gave the players more control than we ever had over the web slinger like it was you could truly feel like we were playing a spider-man but i'll tell you that when when that sam raimi film came out and we get Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, and then a video game comes out of it. That changed everything. Yeah, that no, was it did. the world of gaming. As far as not just Spider-Man, I think superhero video games in general. Oh yes, were changed. No, from absolutely. that point forward. Mm-hmm. No, it it, right. it did. Okay. And I remember. Um, so. To my to my to my everlasting shame, and the you know, there's quite a few of these games that I've never played. Spider Man Two is one of the big ones that I that I just completely mm. missed. I never I never got to play it. Um, mm. I, sh- I I I do plan to fix that at some point because as as you know, I stream a lot of Spider Man gameplay on my YouTube channel, and so once I'm finished uh, platinuming the ps4 version and then playing uh through the the sequel that comes out soon Mm -hmm. i'm probably going to go on a kick where i just start looking for older spider-man games to play on stream on my channel and you know on my list is spider-man 2 and probably the spider-man 2 what is it called enter electro or something like that yeah enter electro like like yeah. those games like all of those games the 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 playstation 1 the first one like i only got so far i need to finish it you know and yeah. you know i, I want to make it this goal that i that have that i complete like as many spider-man games as i reasonably can you know Maybe not Maximum yeah. Carnage, maybe not Web of Fire, but you know the ones that mortals can complete. You know, yeah. So yeah. Um, I'll take I'll take Maximum Carnage over Web of Fire any day. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I'll I'll definitely I'll, I'll definitely let you know my thoughts on that when I play it. So, um, but yeah, let's uh let, let's talk about the open world games. So, um. I don't remember if the first one was. I, I I've only done a little bit of research into that the early part of that era. But for me, the first open world Spider-Man game that I remember playing was Web of Shadows. Did you ever play hmm. that? That's the is that the one that has Wolverine cameo yes. in it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think that... I played that on the GameCube. <laughs> uh. Was it on the GameCube? I oh okay. Uh, I you know what? I can totally believe that. <laughs> I I don't remember I don't remember which system I played it on. 
Oh well. One Anyways, Shadows was. Oh no. You know what? I must have played it on PS2. Okay. Oh, wow, this was on a lot. Web of Shadows came out on the Nintendo DS, the PS2, PS3, the... Yeah. the PSP, the Wii, and the Xbox 360. Okay, wow. then, then I've played it, then I probably played it on the Wii, and mm. I've actually played the DS version too, which is essentially a different game because it's a side-scroller. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, they make different versions of games for different, like for the handhelds and stuff, but they still call them the same thing, which I feel is a little bit misleading. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, like they kind of stick to the plot a little bit, but there, there, <laughs> were, there were so many changes, you know, the nice thing about web of shadows is that not only cause you basically had the, you had access to the symbiote Spider-Man costume mm -hmm. and the powers that came with it. Symbiote Spider-Man was a lot stronger than, you know, regular Spider-Man, but the really cool thing about it, you could switch from one to the other on a dime. And so you, you could execute a combo starting off in the red and blue suit and then switch like while you're executing the combo and finish with some symbiote moves. And let me tell you, that made for a very unique and I would I would argue very satisfying gameplay experience. Um, I would also say that one of the more significant features of Web of Shadows was they actually tried their hand at a morality system. You could actually make choices in the game mm -hmm. that would affect the outcome. Like, you know, you can choose to leave MJ and go with Black Cat, essentially. You know, like, <laughs> that's that's like the more evil version, of course, yeah. you know. But uh but but like you had a you had a you had a light side dark side kind of system going on kind of, kind of like you had in Kotor essentially. Mm -hmm. And um I don't know. Like I liked it okay. Um but it 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 definitely introduced some variety and some replayability. So what what do you remember about the game and what did you what did you like or dislike about it? I remember the first time I saw that on a shelf and seeing cuz the picture he had Spider-Man like kind of in the the main image. But I remember Venom being on there, but the thing that drew me in was Logan. It was Wolverine. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like, get it. Wait a minute. I was like, Wolverine <laughs> is in this new Spider-Man game? I was like, I have to play this. Yeah, yeah. And I love the animation style of that game because it took it back into uh, being more comic book-like versus movie-like, you know, because we have these open-world games that are emulating the the, the films and, and, you know, you got a certain look and feel to those. But we were getting more back into the animated style of, of Spider-Man, and I like that, especially for the other characters that were cameoed in that. Um, but having those morality features in there, that was big at that time. Tons mm -hmm. of games were coming out with some sort of a morality something. You know, even right. like um, games like Red Dead Redemption, you had, you know, you would either get a bounty on you or you had fame where you were honorable and stuff like that. Or there was all kinds of things in games at that time where the player had the choice of how you're going to handle this. Yeah. And when you take a super a superhero character where you're, you know, mm -hmm. you're deciding basically who to save and who not to save or who to hang out with and who you're going to team up with, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, uh, BioWare was such a great company for things like that with games like KOTOR and Mass Effect and stuff like that, all these decision-based games. So when you get... It was it was rare to have the action style games like Spider Man and also have a decision based 
system in there. So when you got to mix the two, it was a lot of fun. But getting that, not only that, but being able to explore the area, right? Because mm-hmm. we had our choice of going places. Um, you know, the movie tie-in ones got, went even, those went ridiculous with the open world. That You could spend <laughs> hours upon hours just swinging around the city if you wanted. And, you know, right. It was like... Um, and I, 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 know, I may have done that the time a little more guiding you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but yeah, no, no, That that's, of course, a big thing, which I think when you move into games like, I think, uh, I think like Shattered Dimensions and Edge of Time, which are later Spider-Man mm-hmm. games, but they're still kind of on rails in the sense that you have mm-hmm. to, you go do this stage and then you go to do this stage. It's not an open world experience. I think that that was a, a significant issue for a lot of gamers at the time they're like hey (laughs) we've had a taste of this open world thing and we want it why did you you know why did you take it away from us you know um which you know i i think i think open world definitely has its appeal and everything i don't don't think you always have to do open world with spider-man though and i i mean i would i would argue that shattered dimensions is easily a top five game um if if oh, yeah. if you count the more recent games kind of all under one umbrella because they're gonna take like they're gonna take like the top two or three spots you know yeah but um but there's plenty of players that don't lean towards the open world stuff they want a story that's a you know objective to objective get from point a right. to point b Right. Um, which I get, you know, I totally understand. And these games can be that if you make it that way. Even the most recent Spider-Man games, you could sit there and just focus on the main storylines and just go. Yeah. No, but you there's absolutely just so can. much around you that, you know, you could do. There is, there is, you know. Um, did you ever play, uh, did you ever play Ultimate Spider-Man? What? Which generation was that? That one, I believe, was... Uh, let's see. I believe that was PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't... You you talk about a return to animation. That was a yeah. very... Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it was it was sort of contiguous with the Ultimate Spider-Man comics that were being published at the time. There was a... Okay. Like, you could see... Oh, yeah. You could see Mark Bagley's artwork on these guys. You could see... Uh, you could you could definitely feel Brian Michael Bendis's story um, and his storytelling style uh, coming through in this. You're playing a very young Peter. You've basically got mm-hmm. access to all of Manhattan, kind of like you do in like PS4 Spider-Man or some of the other open world games. But like it's 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 cartoon. It looks like a, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about a comic book come to life. This is like a 3D comic book come to life. Did you ever play yeah, it? I'm looking at screenshots of this, even just the cover art of it, because this is that look of Spider-Man where he's, you know, obviously Spider-Man's always slim, but he's like jacked. In yeah, this he's, one. yeah, like, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's very like, I don't know, you're, you're playing a young, in, still in high school uh, mm. kid who's, you know, and, and, you know, you, you get some, you get some humor about that. You get some humor with a snark and everything but like you could go around exploring new york city you could you could choose 100 percent it you could choose to to stick to just the story and see how that plays out um and uh and i remember playing it oh and in this game you could play certain segments of the game as venom like oh, you sick. could yeah and venom had this like ridiculous like high jump thing that he would use to get around it was he would have to like he would have to like he would be 
continually losing health. So you'd have to go and like absorb people into you in order to replenish your health. Um, And so, yeah, you got to be, you got, you got to be this like killing machine for certain segments of the game. So. Oh, I love that. Uh, Yeah. I'll tell you around the same time, the same era in gaming and, and, and mostly in the world of arcades at this point, obviously eventually ported to consoles. Um, but in that, like, keeping to the animated style of, of Spider-Man and Venom as well, uh, some games that always drew me in because of that character were uh, the Marvel versus Capcom games. Oh, and man. <laughs> I, I would play as Venom, like, all the time in that, because he had these, he had some powerful moves in, the in, like, especially uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2. Like, Venom, for me, like, he was my go-to character, because I felt like I was unstoppable as Venom. But then you had Spider-Man also who could actually web swing yeah. in a fighting game. Yeah. Like that just blew me away. It you know, the thing is, and I, I don't have because I, I do like my fighting games and I do like my Marvel characters. I have not really had much experience with the Capcom versus Marvel games. I think I played mm. three briefly and I nice. was just I was frustrated because it was just much harder than I expected it to be. Um, but with that said, with that said, I do remember, I think I played like when they were like X-Men versus Capcom games or something like that. Yep. And those were always fun. It's just, I kind of stopped and then came back to Marvel versus Capcom three and was like, okay, wow, there's a lot going on here that I need to, a, you know, I need to get used to essentially, you know? Yeah. That was a big difference when it got to that one. I, I'd say this two was my favorite one in that whole series. Like it's the later ones get a little nuts. Um, but Marvel vs. Capcom 2, I think it had, for me personally, I think it had the best gameplay, it had the best look with the animation, and the music was killer. Like, I remember, you could hear this system, when you go into an arcade, you could hear Marvel (laughs) vs. Capcom 2, like, from across the arcade. I was like, oh, man. That's great. It was so good, man. But the, the, having those two characters playable in it, you know, among you know, among all the other Marvel characters that were there, Captain America, Hulk, and all them. Um, but it just—I don't know—getting to like pit Spider-Man against Mega Man was just hilarious to me. Yeah, like you know, like where else are you going to see something like this? <laughs> no, no, you you definitely like taking characters from this franchise against characters from another franchise or teaming up with them in some cases, you know, like, yep. yeah, no, like I, 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 I see the appeal and I, I, I definitely would like more of that experience. I just, I'm going to need to bone up on my, uh, I'm going to need to bone up on my, my controls and my, my timing in order to, to really get better at those games. So I played, um, injustice, recently like and by recently yeah. i mean within the last like five years or so and and i remember like i think i kept it on normal difficulty i think i was able to get through the storyline and it was you know it was fun but it was also like i'm gonna like if i want to do the more advanced stuff i gotta i gotta get good basically and that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna take some time so but uh but yeah no i the Marvel versus Capcom games are games that I will probably at some point try to experience, but uh, it's going to come after I have probably played most of the games that feature Spider-Man as the main character. You know, yeah. 
But uh, if you're looking for other games where Spider-Man features and is not a main character, I mean, I would say look at the Lego games. Those are fun. Yes. The, there's... Oh, and you just made me think of another one, too. But on, on the Lego games, um, even just like the the most recent... Um, what did they, It wasn't the... Not the Avengers Lego game that was based off of the movie, but the other... Avengers Lego game that was, you know, more like the comics and stuff like that. Uh, just you can Lego, have Spider-Man in there. Just Lego Marvel superheroes, I think. Yeah, 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 that yeah. one. Um, and then oh, that yeah. one got a sequel. So. It did get a sequel, yes. So. Uh, but Spider-Man was honestly my favorite character to play as in that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it just, he was, his abilities, like, using the web and everything, not only could you web swing and everything, but his web would be used for, like, solving the puzzles yes of getting through an area yes i was like this is just so cool like i would always go back and forth between spider-man and hulk i was like i'm solving puzzles with spider-man and i'm bashing through a wall with hulk <laughs> i mean you know we we, we we've all got our skills so <laughs> but yeah no those those were those were really good and uh you know it's you know spidey my focus tends to be on like the Spider-Man games that feature him as the main character. If I stream, mm-hmm. say, Lego Marvel superheroes, that's probably going to go on my gaming channel. Like where you, you know, if 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 you if you ever want to find me there, you can see me play Elden Ring and all kinds of other stuff. But but like the Spider-Man stuff is kind of like that's just where my heart is. Like I I just I want to do the stuff where he's the he's the focus, and um. You know, but but I I will play the other stuff where he's part of a team. I would really like them to do, and I don't know if we'll ever get this, Lego Spider Verse. Oh, that would be just awesome. just think about how cool that would be. You know, because we know how advanced those Lego games can get. They mm-hmm. get pretty crazy, and the you know the stuff they put in there is Easter eggs and everything. The the Lego games with with every franchise that they've basically collaborated with they've expanded on it in a lot of ways and make it very approachable for any gamer of any age. I just, I love the fact that I can enjoy a Lego game as much as my kids enjoy it. Like just, you know, (laughs) it's just so much fun. And then playing together with them, like the, um, the most recent, uh, Lego star Wars game that came out, took on telling stories of all nine films and just really this massive release. So, when you get some another big world like Marvel, where you have so many characters that you can work with, and then so many locations that you could take place in, and then the teaming up, like I remember, um, one of the my favorite team up games was uh, uh, Marvel Alliances uh, Ultimate Alliance. Oh God, um, I love that game so much! That, right, right, the top down one, and you, you yes. got your squad. Yes, and um, the first one, was the first one awesome. is the best. The first one, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I'll never forget that opening cutscene of that first game where, you know, they're all figuring out how they're going to take down this big, like, machine coming in and stuff. And then, you know, Spidey's cracking jokes because that's what he does. And then Wolverine just comes flying in like a madman, ripping stuff apart. And he, Spidey looks at the camera. He's like, that guy scares me. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think Captain America is just kind of like, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that guy's nuts. <laughs> um, did um, you, uh, did you ever did you ever play um Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions? I didn't play Shattered Dimensions. I remember <laughs> that when that was being released and I, it was a game that I remember wanting 
and then I just never got it. So one of the things that I loved about it is that you played four different Spider-Men. You played mm -hmm. um, comic Spider-Man, essentially. You played yep. Ultimate Spider-Man, but he had the symbiote suit. Uh, you played... The Noir one was in there, right? I'm sorry? Yeah. The, the like, Spider-Man Noir? Spider-Man yeah, yeah, yeah. Noir, and then uh, Spider-Man 2099. Here's here's what I really loved about this game. First of all, I think that as a Spider-Man experience for a non or for for a fairly linear like non-open world game, a lot of moves, a lot mm -hmm. of web use and just a really overall good experience. But the thing that I love the most about it, the four Spider-Men are voiced by voice actors who voiced Spider-Man in previous properties. Oh, nice. So Amazing Spider-Man is voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, who voiced him nice. in Spider-Man the New Animated Series. I love it. Uh, Spider-Man Noir, I believe, is voiced by Christopher Daniel Barnes from the 90s uh, animated series. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man, I believe that's Josh Keaton from uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Okay. And then... Um, Spider-Man 29 is voiced by Dan Gilvezen from, I believe, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Nice. And, 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 and you know, I mean, if, if you don't know that, it's still a good game. But if you're like a dyed-in-the-wool Spider fan like me, that's just like, that, that's just so touching. You know, it's like, oh my yeah. god, they, they got these guys <laughs> together for this project and, you know... And you face off against some really interesting foes. Amazing, uh, he first faces off against Craven the Hunter, which was pretty cool. That's awesome, awesome. especially since we're about to see that character in the new yeah, yeah. game. Um, Noir, I think the first person he faces off against in his world is, is uh, Hammerhead, who is not Hammerhead from the comics. He's like... He's like mutated and has like gun arms and stuff. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he, he is unbelievable. And I think um, I think you also face off against the vulture in that world who is like a cannibal. And I, be I believe is the person that killed Uncle Ben in that universe, too. So it's just all kinds of nutty, you know. Um, but that's a really good game. I never finished it, but I it's it's one of those games that like I think it's on my Steam account, and I think it's one of those games that I'll get to eventually. And that I think there's some kind of issue with save games on Steam for for that one. Mm. So, but there's a workaround, and I'll figure it out over time. But it's one of those games that I want to get back to at some point. So. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I gotta. Get, I didn't realize that it was on PC. If that's still available, I gotta check that out. It might be. Um, if uh, do you do you use Steam? Yep. Yeah. Go just go check the store. I think it's. I yeah. think it's still there. So, um, what what would you say? Because because we've obviously covered a whole lot of stuff, like almost up to the present day. But I mean, like, you know, I. My my kind of thesis for, for this episode is that essentially Spider-Man's portrayal in video games really does a fantastic job of mirroring the kind of evolution of video games and the and the gaming industry over time. And um and there's one game that we haven't discussed that I want to bring up eventually, but I would I would like kind of your thoughts on this before I go into that. Like like 
we we've seen Spider-Man go from just if you want to move him, you have to web swing to being able to stick to walls at you know at at will and stuff like that. How do you how do you feel that Spider-Man has a, has done in terms of evolving along with video games? I think the character of Spider-Man is a is used as a great example of how games have evolved over time, especially when it comes to immersion and the ability to control a character. Because when you think about Spider-Man, there's so much that he can do as a character. And to be able to capture that, uh, not only the look, but the abilities, uh, it, in some cases, pushes a system to its limits. And being able to, you know, navigate a game and do all of these things, you, you need, a, one, you need enough buttons to be able to do this. You also have to be able to make the combinations of buttons being used easy enough that someone can play it and not be frustrated. Because we've all played games where <laughs> the combos just kill it. And it's just like, ah, it's too difficult. But if you can seamlessly control a character and feel like you're truly in control... Like the the you know 2018 Spider-Man is the prime example of that, where right. the use of the trigger buttons and and just everything else and the combination of because when you think about swinging in that game, the controls are so advanced at this point, but so intuitive that you could do tricks in the air and you could do stunts and 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 zipping to one spot to another, and you feel so much in control that the moves you pull off. Are like they're cinematic in itself, and all you did was go from one building to another, and you're like, "Wow!" Like, but this... what an experience, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I like you said, you know, going from the Atari from just being able to web swing sort of up a building to now, and and what you're capable of doing. What an insane example of evolution of gaming in general, just to be able to be spider-man yeah that's the key with any game you want to feel like you're that character and we're at a point where honestly they nailed it oh, and yeah. in my opinion they technically don't even ever have to change that i mean it's 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 hard to disagree with you on that um certainly like everything that i've seen of marvel spider-man 2 that's forthcoming Look, I mean, this this game looks like heaven to me, you know, and the the PS4 version was heaven to me. I liked it so much that I bought the remastered version when it came out. And it, oh God, talk about evolution of video games. Uh, one thing that I like about the remastered is the mods. You know, you can you can mm -hmm. modify oh, yes. the game. And my favorite thing to do is to go look for like these whacked out zany skins my uh one short that i recently published i was uh you know you save mary jane it's that scene where she jumps off a building and then you have to swing in and save her and uh and i was wearing the fred flintstone skin at the time and so instead of this blue and red blur that catches her it's an orange blur <laughs> And then That's you see this you see this nightmare version, this nightmare fuel version of Fred Flintstone that Mary Jane is like saying, You're amazing too while you're swinging away. Swinging like yabba dabba doo. Yeah, exactly. Let, yeah, I think I think my I think when I did that stream, I think the title was, All right, guys, let's yabba dabba do this, you know, because I just played <laughs> nice. as 
I just played as Fred Flintstone the whole time, and it was it, it it's just really funny to see stuff like that. Yeah. And 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 I don't have. I don't have the skills to like make mods for video games and I'm not interested in trying to learn mm -hmm. at this point, but like, I do love the idea that, you know, a community for a game can add to it. If the, you know, if the developers will allow it yep. and, and, you know, make changes to the games. Like I, you know, I, I went and got a symbiote skin one that was specifically based on the designs of Todd McFarlane, who, you know, I, mm. I I like him well enough as an artist, you know, and I was like, yeah, let's get that, you know. But, like, you can get comic book-looking versions of Spider-Man that look, like, you can get one that looks like it's drawn by Todd McFarlane. You can get one that looks like it's drawn by John Romita Sr., uh, you know, rest in peace. But, like, there is just a whole bunch of stuff that you can do, and, and I only touch the skins. You can change the music. You can change the scenery. You can. I've. I've. I. I believe there are mods that have made Felicia nude. Uh, you know stuff like that. <laughs> you can do a whole lot of stuff with with these mods, and and so um, I really like the idea that the the creativity of the community around these games and these characters can come into play. Yeah. And that and that isn't that isn't even the game I wanted to talk about because one thing we haven't talked about is mobile games, and mm. there are Spider-Man mobile games that have existed. I don't know if any exist at the moment that just feature Spider-Man. There are a ton of Marvel games, and I'm not going to touch those. But um, I think uh, Matt Cave. I think I mentioned earlier before we before we started. I mentioned that I have grievances with some Spider-Man uh, yeah. aspects. <laughs> So from 2014 to 2019, there was this Spider-Man game called uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. It was a uh, it was a it was a runner, okay. And I'm not generally a fan of runners, okay. I was asked to review this game for a Spider-Man website that I was working for at the time, and I was like, "All right, I'll play this and review it, and I'll be done with it." I loved that game so much it like yes it's it, it's an endless runner but you know you could swipe from side to side you could slide with the down swipe you could jump with the up swipe there were web swinging portions that tested you know and right. and they were always adding to it uh you had to fight the sinister six um and then you know they would add like guest boss characters for like certain events so like hydro man showed up and mm -hmm. moreland showed up and just all these characters that they didn't have in the original set of the game and i was so mad i am still mad that that game is gone like they shut down the servers in 2019 on my phone i've got the game icon i will not give it up i won't like i i i've i have switched phones since then i've made sure to migrate that icon you know uh, you can tech you can technically play it before it dies but like there are other i believe spider-man uh games that have been on mobile that i don't know if i have access to and i don't know if i ever will mm -hmm. have access to but like that's another aspect of gaming that has touched uh spider-man like where you could you could play on these they're basically games as live services essentially you know because yeah. one, once that game went away once they shut the servers down you just didn't have the ability to play it in any meaningful way but like um you know i 
occasionally they come or they come along with something that really works for the type of gaming that I do on my mobile device. And I'm still grieving that they took it away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did, did you didn't ever play that, did you? I didn't play that. I, I it's funny that you mentioned that though because I happened to come across something it was something I was looking at and my son was here with me and it just noticed that there was a Spider-Man runner and we just kind of were like, "Oh, look at that." <laughs> but then didn't like, you know, look into it further. Cuz there's yeah. been I know Go. there's like the like the card games and stuff too that you play mobile um where it's doing like the the cards with the abilities and then they fight like there's the like the fighter style. Oh, um, what was that game? Well, there's the, Marvel. You... There's Marvel Snap. I know that people. Mm -hmm. I know that people were pretty zany about that by the by the time mm -hmm. I just left mobile games behind. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of Marvel mobile games that feature Spider Man and Spider Man characters, like Marvel Contest of Champions, which I used to. Mm -hmm. That's that's what my channel used to be about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, um, there's Marvel Future Fight that I know that Spider-Man, Silk, and Spider-Gwen were on that, and I think Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. Um, there's Marvel Puzzle Quest, which is a match three game. Um, there's, there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff on all of those games, but you're, you're looking for, you're looking at an all-inclusive Marvel game at that point, you know? And uh, and and they are they are fun. I've played them and I've gotten addicted to them. And and, and recently, I just decided to break with mobile games uh, entirely. And I don't have any regrets about it. But um, you know, some some of my friends do keep me up on like like I think Sandman just recently got added to Contest of Champions, which they were struggling for a long time to do that simply because of the nature of his animations and stuff. But you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you can find Spider-Man in plenty of other games than just Spider-Man games. You just kind of have to look for the larger Marvel banner, essentially, you know? Yeah, and then with like games like, especially mobile stuff that, that relies on some sort of a service to be active just to be able to play it. And when you have, um, and that server shuts down, then at that point the games become practically useless depending on yeah. what it is. Um, you actually reminded me of another Spider-Man game that did have a service involved, but the game is still playable because there was a single-player aspect to it. Um, did you ever play any of the Disney Infinity games? Yes and no. I haven't really played them. But I have a friend who had Disney Infinity, and she got it out, and I played like the first part of the first stage of the Spider-Man part of the game with her. Mm. And she's terrible at them. She's been, she's been a guest <laughs> on the podcast and we've talked about this. Um, but, uh, um, but I have not actually really, re really had any significant gameplay time on Disney infinity. So please tell me, tell me more. It, it's the thing about those games and you can still play them. Um, because there is the whole single player and couch co-op aspect to it, but mm -hmm. there was an online service, a server to it where you can share your creations in the game and create levels, create worlds. Oh, and nice. with every iteration of Disney infinity, there was a server that had fan made worlds that included Marvel stuff and star Wars and all kinds of things that you okay. could go play a world that someone made for Spider-Man and play a mission and have goals and have a story 
And all of this was there. I love that. That's awesome. Right? It was an amazing thing. And then <laughs> Disney Interactive shut down the service. Of course. And okay. it, it, I always get reminded of it because when I fire up the game, one of the first alerts that pops up that you can't go past until you go, re, you know, read through it is that the service is not there anymore. It's like, yeah, thanks for the reminder. There used to be some great stuff here. Yeah, keep ripping my heart out. That's fine. <laughs> I don't use it anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But there were um, some really good Spider-Man levels that were made for this. And, and I'll tell you why. It's because in the creation portion of it, like just to give you an idea of how advanced this game truly was and people, I think, underestimated it, you could create an entire game within this game. And not just a 3D game. You, could, you had control of camera positioning. So people made side-scrolling platformer games. Oh. <laughs> and they made Spider-Man games. And they made Star Wars games. And they made all the other Disney stuff. And I remember having it. And I can't play it anymore because the server's gone. So I can't play the level. Someone basically recreated Web of Fire from the 32X. But made it playable. And made it function. And oh. there were goals. And it was a functioning <laughs> modern day version <laughs> of Web of Fire. And I used to play it a whole bunch. I love <laughs> it's that. So good. And and it it and yeah, see, like this is this is a really good example of not only community involvement and the creativity of fans who love mm -hmm. this stuff, but it's also mm -hmm. a, you know a good example of well, you know, we don't have access to that anymore because, you know, this mm -hmm. this particular server got shut down. And and yeah. you know, I mean, I I I I know that you have a you have a retro gaming channel, um so I don't know that these issues you know come up all the time for you, but this is a pretty important aspect of not only video game preservation, you know, and and like mm -hmm. you know, it's it's kind of one of the reasons that like, you know, um there's another game that I used to play a lot called City of Heroes. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have that. <laughs> okay. Do do you have access to a to a live version of it? I don't. I just have the I have the discs. I have the whole What if box I told you that you could play it? Ooh. Okay. So, here's here's what seems to have happened and and, you know, basically someone got a hold of the source code. And they took the source code and made their own server. And, you know, sev several entities have done this, okay? And the thing is, like, this is a game that I loved until it w went away in 2012 because they shut yeah. down the servers. And I think the game was doing... It was reasonably profitable at the time. There was no reason for them to do it. They just did it because they wanted to. So, like, it's for reasons like that that like I went ahead and found one of these servers and logged in and started playing because not only is this game you know a source of nostalgia for me but this is this is again it's a part of our digital heritage as I as I like to say you know it's it's yeah. kind of one of those things that's like you know when you introduce a work that people really like and identify with and you take it away simply because it ceases to be profitable. It's it's just kind of like you know that's 
that's an irresponsible use of your power, you know? And yeah. I, and, and I really kind of feel like, um, you know, video game preservation is going to, it, it's gonna, it's gonna eventually butt heads with this, what I would call, you know, this, this epitome of, of capitalism, you know, something is only good if it makes you money kind of thing. And, yeah. and so, um, but like, you know, I can only hope at some point that eventually happens with Spider-Man Unlimited. I'm probably, it's probably never going to happen because City of Heroes was, was very, like, it's very much kind of a, the exception to the rule. But like, you know, mm. this is just kind of an example of, you know, these entities who don't have any interest in us other than our money, you know, taking these things mm -hmm. away be, for reasons that they don't bother to explain. And it's just like, you know, stop that, please. Come on. Yeah. You're a person. You've got feelings, hopefully, <laughs> you know. Don't do this to us, you know. Yeah, so. keep, the, keep the community alive. I mean, there was exactly. very similar um, what happened. And I'm not surprised that happened with City of Heroes because I still play to this day Star Wars Galaxies. And that's been long since then. Oh, wow. The fans brought it back. And this, it, it's there. See? You can get on yeah. the servers and, and, and play this game. And the funny thing about City of Heroes was that not, I, I feel like it wasn't too long after that went away. Um, DC Universe came out, and that's still alive and kicking right now. Yeah, or, you know, which was basically the same idea, same type of game. Same type of game. Heroes. I have issues with how it was executed, but you know, mm. yeah, I, I played it, it and I was like, it's this. This is fine for now. You know, you know. Are there any Marvel games of that type? They used to have. Any. They used to have a uh, Marvel Heroes game that, like, mm. I think it was just called Marvel Heroes. That. It it was it, it it looked more like a Diablo style game, um, but uh, okay. but like they 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 eventually shut that down because I guess it wasn't as you know profitable as they would have liked. I don't know, um, yeah. but uh, I don't think there's anything like that currently in existence unless I'm unless I'm mistaken. So um, and yeah. and, it, and and I would be delighted to learn that I am, but I'm pretty sure i would know about something like that if it were if it were a thing so yeah. but uh but yeah it's 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 just kind of like this is one of those issues that you know in in modern gaming that that comes up occasionally where you have to deal with you know the the games as live service kind of aspect so yeah. um I mean, that's why i'm like i'll always be someone that that collects and gets a physical copy of something so that you know it's like they that can't be taken away you yes. know from me from the company that made the game right like yes. if i want to go and play arcades revenge like i got the cartridge yes. i'm gonna pop it in i'm gonna put this thing in to my genesis and i'm gonna play it and it helps you know i i try to support mom and pop shops for gaming and things like that you know when, when, as much as i can it's um the whole idea of you know and i say it on my channel is just keep retro gaming alive like it's it's something right. that if we, if we don't it's going to go away and i think that the fact that physical media has not completely gone away yet is because it's so crucial to keeping this stuff around everything can it just can't go 100% digital it just there's too many things that 
that can make it go away. And meanwhile, at that point, you have a consumer that has purchased something, but in reality, they've purchased nothing. Right. Like it's you. You got purchased. You purchased, to you purchased access. Yeah. Access. Yeah. But that access could be taken away at any moment for any reason. Yes. And games go away. They literally vanish. A lot of people don't know this. Ubisoft remade Turtles in Time. Okay. It was on the PS3 and Xbox 360. And it only was out for like, I want to say maybe two months. I could be wrong, give or take a month. And it got pulled. And it has never ever returned and there are no physical copies yes no that's and, exactly the yeah. yeah it's like why you do this to us come on yeah. you know <laughs> so that's why i'm like i'll i'll keep my physical media working as much as i can that's why i've i've invested in getting converters and i i love the company hyperkin they make the cables that'll convert from my retro systems to an HDMI connection and oh. games on my modern TV and stuff like that. Like, you know, sometimes it's only up to 720p, but hey, I'll take it. This was my Sega Genesis game. I don't care what resolution it's in. I just want to be able to play it. <laughs> Can you do that with an Atari 2600? Absolutely. Oh, I in love fact, it. In fact, I'll do you one better. Uh, and they're about to have another system come out as well. Hyperkin made a system called the Retron 77, which is a little unit that takes the actual Atari 2600 cartridges and you plug in the actual joysticks to the system. And it plays in 720 and will play pretty much every Atari game. They have a new console coming out very soon that is going to also play the 5200 and the 7800 games as well. And what it's doing is... The console itself is basically the emulator that relies on the physical media to tell it what it can play. And you could technically, I've done this already with my Hyperkin Retron 5, you can take your physical game and dump a ROM file and then put it into whatever emulator you like to use. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Yep. Um... So it's... Hyperkin is one of my favorite companies out there in the world of retro gaming and just even simply just getting the wires so that you can convert. I have, you know, I just most recently got the converter for my N64 and it plugs into one end and then comes out HDMI and I plug it into my system and I can capture from it and the whole deal. That is, oh my God, that's awesome. Um, do they do that with handhelds? I haven't looked into the handheld stuff, but um, they have everything listed as far as every single product on their site, which I think is okay. just hyperkin.com. Okay. Um, right. I, I may have to check that out. That sounds They have really deals through nice. Amazon and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Oh. They keep coming up with stuff and putting out some new hardware and new wires and, and things. I'll tell you, Hyperkin alone has kept my retro collection alive so much like it's just it's re it's given new life to these systems for me to the point where i have the system set up i made a little i have a bar down here and i i made a barcade and where my nice. kids can go sit and play <laughs> atari nintendo super nintendo sega and all over there and they hang out and <laughs> you know you know atari. you know one of these days 
I'm gonna have to come over to your house and hang out in your barcade. Right. You know, that that <laughs> to check that, out the Mac cave. <laughs> that yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. No. Um that that sounds awesome. Like wow. yeah, no, I I I definitely want to see definitely want to see the Mac cave at some point. So I mean, in all honesty, when we wrap up here, I can literally walk over there and pop in Spider Man Atari twenty six hundred and try to get up that building. That is that that as far as I'm concerned, you're living the dream, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So um let's see. One aspect I'd like to get into is talking and we've we've covered a lot of these games now. Um let's uh let's talk a little bit about the parallels with Spider-Man's development in the comics mm-hmm. and and kind of with the games. I, I really feel like like you can you can easily make the argument well the comics don't have anything to do with the video games there are completely different stories and everything yeah i suppose you could if you really wanted to be narrow about it but (laughs) let's just say that uh without referring to the comic books we wouldn't have gotten spider-man miles morales in 2020 you know Mm -hmm. without referring to the comic books we wouldn't have gotten maximum carnage you know so I kind of feel like since 1982, since the very first Spider-Man game that came out, you know, Spider-Man at that point had lost, I mean, like he had lost Gwen Stacy back in 1973 in the comics. The Punisher had showed up in the comics. Um, you know, you were starting to get into this era of, of you were, you were, I guess you were already in this era where Stan Lee was no longer the driving, soul driving force behind Spider-Man. Um and a lot of other writers were trying their hands at the character. And so I feel like a lot of the complexities that have popped up in Spider-Man's life as a result of the comics, they, you know, a lot of that stuff, even if it doesn't directly show up in the video games, you still get like inspirations and maybe echoes from that that show up in them. And and really, um, you know, like, again, Maximum Carnage, I would say, is the biggest like the most obvious oh, yeah. link where it was taking panels um but you know like again as spider-man develops with the video game industry like the his life has continued to get more complex in the comics are there any are there any um events from his life that it, his continually more screwed up life because he never ages you know um, and, and so they can just continue to add things to his life that you recall um, being kind of b- big uh, touch points in the video games for you. Uh, I always I always loved when the games went into his interactions with Aunt May because we've seen yeah. her in many different lights, right? Different ages, different portrayals as far as how how involved with his life she is yes um yes i even remember um i'm trying to remember what it was called i have a few comic books that the last couple of pages of that issue were actually a separate story about aunt may um it might have just been called the web or something okay. like that but a lot of the stories would start with her at the gravesite for uncle ben and her telling him about, you know, what's been going on with Peter. There have been some elements where 
she knew he was Spider-Man, but didn't yeah. let him know that she knew. And <laughs> it was always fun to see her show up in some form or even mentioned in the games. Uh, I love her portrayal in the 2018 Spider-Man game. Oh, she's God. a little bit, she's not as old as we've seen her. She's a little bit younger. Yes. Um, She has, they really develop her backstory as far as her working career, her, her interaction with this city and how she works with charities and things like that. Um, and then taking it even further with major emotional moments in that story. I, I won't say what it is for this case. Somebody hasn't played it and right. it's a huge spoiler, right. but um, you know, to see characters like that come to life in another medium, uh, it's unbelievable. I think, I think side characters really played such a massive role in the changing of Peter Parker. Like Peter Parker yeah. has changed dramatically depending on who he's interacting with. Black Cat is another one that has like thrown him for a loop. She even appears in that Disney Infinity game and oh, like cool. kind of gives like there's Black Cat side missions and stuff to do. And um you can already tell that like she's kind of been a little bit of a thorn in his side, you know, as far as not just his life as Spider-Man, but his personal life as Peter. And it, it's <laughs> and, and and of course, you know, Felicia is always a big flirt and uses that to mm. her advantage. So, you know, yeah, but, but yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, like um, to talk about, you know, one of the upcoming games, uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2, you know, Harry mm. Osborn is apparently going to be in this game. Oh, that'd be and great. From, yeah, from we did, what, we only get to hear from him in the yeah, old in the other one. He's he's in the game, and apparently he is working with Spider Man, and mm. knows Peter's that Peter is Spider Man. Like, um, there's a there's a scene from I I think it I think it's a recent trailer where they're like in a lab or something, and Peter's fighting off a bunch of guys, and he's talking to Harry over the intercom, and Harry refers to him as peter you know mm. and so like that's that's really interesting and i would i would argue that that has also um been uh pulled from the comics because after norman osborne was killed harry osborne has has never cared for spider-man of course you know yep. he's hated him and then there are times when Harry has learned that Peter was Spider-Man and then made his life hell as a result. And so it's really, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out and see what, uh, what goes on. Because I think, um, I, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I love reading the comics. I love re I love playing the video games, watching the movies, the shows, and all that. I don't do like this. Might surprise you. I don't know. I don't do a lot of. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about how I would do my own Spider-Man story or my own Spider-Man. Like if I wanted to make a show or a movie or something. But yeah. I, I have had recently one kind of like you know twist come to mind and it's like what if we do what if we do um a spider-man like series or show but instead of peter not 
you know, doing this thing where I'm like, I, I don't want to put anyone in danger. I, I, I don't, I don't, I need to keep my identity a secret where he basically lets like Aunt May know, maybe not from the get go, but really early. And he lets his close friends know so that he can get help from them. And, and, you know, he kind of comes, comes along with the reasoning of look, I can probably best protect my friends if they know what's going on in my life. And then they mm. can make the decision about how to handle that based on, you know, what they know of my crazy life. And, you know, like I, I, I would, you know, it's kind of something that took root recently. And I was like, that would actually be a really interesting approach that, you know, like, like, you find out like in the games that Peter is a little bit more, you know, like maybe he still tries to keep the identity a secret, but like more and more people seem to know the, than, than used to like in the comics and the yeah. shows and stuff. And, and especially in Miles's case, like, but by the end of the Miles game, his mom knows his, his dad has already been killed. Um, his uncle finds out pretty early in the game, and actually, even though they fight, his uncle is much more protective of Miles than he was in the comics. Um, mm -hmm. And, like, the basically the neighborhood, like, his Harlem part of New York, like, they see him without his mask and near his mother, basically. And, like, you know, d did you play Miles Morales? Yeah, I, I haven't finished it completely, but I've played a bunch of it. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, I I don't I don't know that I should say much more then, but but like <laughs> there is there is a there is a whole like community aspect to this, mm. and I feel like you know like if 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 they do another animated sh uh, show or something like I know freshman year is coming out probably next year. But like if they ever do like another kind of regular one that isn't an MCU tie-in, do one where like Peter just makes the decision as a hero, like, hey, I'm gonna tell Gwen, I'm gonna tell MJ, I'm gonna tell Harry, and they can help me. I'm gonna tell like Ned, you know? And he can have his yeah. own like team of not superhumans, but but people that are helping him, you know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I I really feel Go ahead. In the world of video games, that would make for some great decision-based, like Bioware-style gaming. Like, yes. No, you're right. A game that plays like Mass Effect or plays like Kotor. Yeah. And you decide who knows your identity, who's part of your team. Build the relationships with those characters, and it can change the outcome of those stories. Like Kotor was such a, a great example of that because there were so many characters in that game. But you could literally get through the whole game pretty much just your character and one other if you so chose. Like, right. It just, yeah. you didn't have to have any of those other characters be friendly with yours. Like, it just, in fact, some of them you could eliminate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but if they did something like that, especially in, in the whole grand scale of the Spider Verse, I mean, that's oh, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, I really think that on the video games front, after after we get through this trilogy of Insomniac games, okay, mm. I, I don't know that it's a trilogy. I think it's going to be a trilogy. I think so too. <laughs> I think once we get past that, I honestly think 
that you've you've got you've got Spider Verse just waiting. You've got the you've got the end of the Spider Verse movies. Yep. You've got the comics. You've got um, stuff that happened in Spider Man: Shattered Dimensions. Like all of that is fertile ground for some really good and really intensive video gaming. And I think I, I hope someone will come along and and take it by the horns and really kind of develop it you know so oh yeah okay um how much do we want to talk about the recent spider-man games because we've talked about 2018 we've Mm. talked a little bit about miles morales and then of course we've got spider-man 2 coming out in uh on october 20th which is about a month from now Mm. um you've played the 2018 game right yep and then, uh, and and you've played most of Miles Morales. Mm. Um, what do, what do you what do you think of those games? Just before we really get into it, like what what are what are those your feelings? Are I enjoy them so much? Mm. Um, one because it's it's one of those games that you can pick up for really a however long you want to in any sitting with that game because. Right. I could, I'll sit down with the game and be like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to go through the story right now. That's my objective. Right. But there's times where I've spent a couple hours in that game and I haven't done any story missions. I've gone around the city and I've side saved citizens and do all this, you know, it's like just swing around and be Spider-Man. Like that's the fun of those games. And I think the superhero genre overall benefits from gameplay style like that where you as the player have the choice of how you're gonna you know take on this world and you know i i did the same thing that you did i got it on ps4 and then they did the the remaster and the upgrade and everything and i got it again on Uh there um so and and i thought the game looked amazing to begin with and then you know now we had all the ray tracing and all that stuff so this the city like really comes to life that's another thing too about superhero characters is that where they're from is practically a character in itself this manhattan is such a major part uh, even more so more so than manhattan but like queens for spider-man oh yeah it's like this is part of that character it's almost a character in itself which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited for this new release and adding Queens and adding the Bronx. And, and it's just like, we're, we're going to be able to explore more of a residential area yeah, rather than going through the city. And when you think about that from the performance of the game and gameplay mechanics, you know, we're swinging anytime we want because there's tall buildings to latch onto wherever. Right. Not so much in these areas. So yeah. how do we? Oh, get I can. Around? I can answer that. I can answer that. Web zipping. <laughs> it's called web zipping. Yeah, web you know. Zipping, yeah, you know where you yep. you 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 web to yeah, a certain quick, point, you, yeah. and then you just yank yourself like, and that's a that's a yep. gameplay mechanic, you know. Yeah. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite things to do in the 2018 game is I would try to I I would try to see how far I could web zip without doing any swinging and there actually is a portion in the game where you have to do that and nice. and the first time I had to do it of course it was annoying but like I've gotten 
I've gotten a lot better at the web swinging in the games. I'm just used to it yeah. now. And so sometimes I'll just be like, okay, web point launch, web, is mm -hmm. it web zip point launch, web zip point. And I freaking love doing it. you you feel so accomplished <laughs> when you do it, you know? So, but yeah, I remember, um, I remember looking at the publicity, like the marketing for the 2018 game and it, it had answered my prayers because I remember playing the Batman Arkham games and I remember thinking, you know who would benefit from this treatment who, you know, has a comparable rogues gallery and everything? Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, yeah. when is Rocksteady going to make like a Spider-Man game like this? And Insomniac basically was like, hey, uh, we got this. And and I remember watching that first video and I'm like, this is what I've wanted for so long, you know, because like I played the amazing Spider-Man uh, games, the ones from the movies, the Andrew Garfield movies, mm -hmm. and they were trying to do that, but they weren't doing it as well. Like the the web zipping or the web swinging and the point to point, like they had like a fairly large scale New York City, but like getting yeah. from one place to the other it just did like, like it, it was this weird system where like you could like freeze time for a second and then you could move the camera around to, and then wherever like a Spider-Man silhouette was, you could essentially kind of like, kind of auto web zip to it. And it just didn't feel very, it felt like you were teleporting around basically. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this isn't quite like I, I, you're getting there, but you're not quite there, you know? <laughs> Insomniac knocked it out of the park. The Insomniac games to me are peak Spider-Man. Like this is oh, yeah. like if you're gonna make like a top list of Spider-Man games, I'll get there one day, guys. Um <laughs> but if you're gonna make a top list of those games, like you have the these are at the top. Like you know, mm. I mentioned them being an, under an umbrella, because if you do a top five list, I'm sure that Spider-Man and Miles Morales are probably going to be in that list. Like Miles Morales might not be at the the top and it might not be even be number 2. It's at least going to be number 5 though, you know. Yeah. And and so it, it's almost like I put the Insomniac games under one umbrella to give the other games a chance basically because there are some good other Spider-Man games out there but they are not like like Insomniac has kind of gotten to the technological point where just we're at the peak of recreating the immersion and the Spider-Man experience, now it's all down to the narrative, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm curious the direction they're going to go with this as well, because there is another form of immersion when it comes to Spider-Man games that we actually we haven't covered. Oh. And it's something I have, and my son plays it all the time. What, what, what? This was more of a mini game rather than anything because it was designed as an experience to promote okay. the film. When Spider-Man, ah, I think I know where out, you're going. Yes, right. There was a re limited release on in VR. We had uh -huh. it on PlayStation yep. VR. Okay, Spider-Man: Homecoming. And I never the heard game that. starts with you're in Peter's apartment, and you get a call from his friend in the movie. And they're like, you know, at this point, he's already in the guy in the chair right, role. So right, he's helping yeah. out. And he lets you know if something's going on. So you have the motion controllers. You open up a drawer. And there's your mask. You reach out. Like, you literally reach out. You pick it up. And you put the mask on. 
now you're Spider-Man and you jump out the window. <laughs> and now wow. you're using the motion controls to web swing your way through the city. Wow. And then there's little tasks like hitting targets and stuff like that because it's a very minigame. But then robots show up because there's bad guys. And now you're like, okay, this is what I just practiced for. Right. Swing around and hit these things with your web. All in VR. And let's 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 let's, it, talk, let's talk about VR for a second because <laughs> um VR is something that I have limited experience with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most experience that I have with it is when I went to PAX South a few years ago. Um, Oculus mm-hmm. Rift was there, and I got into this VR game where you played some spy and you were on a plane and you were just trying to move around. I had a really mm-hmm. difficult time with it, you know, and mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering. With the advent of VR, and and I know it's getting better and probably easier to use and everything, but like, mm. do do you think that VR is eventually going to supplant things like the Insomniac experience, which is essentially you know a third person, I would call it. Um, like it seems like an extreme form of F, uh, FPS to me, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so, like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like. You know, it's a new form of technology, and as it gets better, which I I feel is going to probably be a decades-long process here, like, I could see us doing sort of like a Ready Player One thing where we have lives Mm -hmm. in a persistent uh, digital realm in addition to our real lives, but like, but like, I don't know, for gaming, I'm not so sure. What what are your thoughts on that? I I think with when a game is truly developed to be a VR game, it's a different type of experience because then you get a, a complete experience in that style. Okay. But what I've noticed the, a lot more of, and that's what this Spider-Man Homecoming thing was, it was more of like an, an add-on experience of some sort. Okay. And I feel like we may get that, especially now with the, with the new, the, with the next generation VR systems coming out and we got the PSVR 2 that's out there now. I feel like we may actually get some form of DLC with this new Spider-Man game that's going to be a VR portion of the game. Not so much of playing the whole game in VR, but I feel like extra missions or something like that. And I'll give you an example. Um, when the, the new Tomb Raider trilogy came out, we had the whole reboot of the franchise starting mm-hmm. over retelling her story. We had the right. new Tomb Raider games. Yeah. The second game came out and I remember, and I got it and I was like, this is VR ready. I'm like, what are we doing with that? So I grabbed my PSVR to see what this was. It wasn't playing the whole game in VR. It was Croft Manor. And you go through her home, her mansion and play different missions in there in virtual reality. Okay. You have, in first person, right? So I feel like they could do this with the new Spider-Man game and say, okay, now take, pick your role. Are you Peter? Are you Miles? Are you Venom? Are you whoever? And go on new quests that weren't in the main game and make the VR an Dang. add-on feature rather than the main feature. I've seen huh. this happen in so many games where they use the VR not as the main game, but an add-on. Another actually, this was the reason I bought the PlayStation VR. If literally I bought this system for one 
mission in a game. And it was EA's 2015 Star Wars Battlefront. Ah, why am I not surprised? <laughs> Dude, you hop in an X-Wing, it takes <laughs> place during Rogue One, and you are in it. And I'm like, this is it. This is the dream. I'm like, I'm flying an X-Wing for real. <laughs> it's like, for okay. real. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and it just being able to sit there and look around and I'm looking out of this cockpit and I'm seeing space and I'm seeing star destroyers fly overhead and TIE fighters flying around and stuff. I'm like, this is unbelievable. And then that Spider-Man homecoming thing came out and I've played it. My son plays it a lot more than I do. Um, but I popped this thing on and I'm like, and I'm moving my arms around and seeing Spider-Man's hands move right. around one to one, no delay. And I'm like, Okay, I, mean, I want to swing cool. over there, and I yeah. go like this, and I'm like, "Whoa, I'm going!" No, no, that 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 does sound that does sound amazing. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So, um, no, there's a, you know, it's it's interesting because like, you know, again, kind of my thesis for this whole episode is mm. that you, you know, as Spider-Man has developed it, within the video game medium. He's definitely kind of reflected the development of the video game industry as a whole. Mm. And definitely, since he is just super popular and obviously a very kind of bankable property, um, he's had lots of successful video games. We've had some not-so-successful ones. You know, you've had your Spider-Man mm. friend or foe or, you know... Uh, the arcade uh you know the the x-men arcade one um you know you you have those as well but you know you you have to you have to stumble to to come up with the good stuff and i really do feel that he is going to be at the forefront of a lot of the um a lot of the developments within the industry these days be they things like live service or virtual reality or things like that and uh you know his his popularity kind of guarantees that any of those issues that come up within the industry uh are are go going to affect um you know his development within the medium as well so i think that uh i i think that we've covered a lot of good stuff today i've this, this has been a wonderful conversation just absolutely just, dude. yeah no it's it's been great um <laughs> You know, if if you like, like, what are I guess what kind of final thoughts do you have with regard to this character and 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 this medium? I, I think Spider Man is a character that we are going to see in gaming literally forever. I, I don't see the end of Spider Man based video games. I mean, it's just there's so much potential there that even with as far as we've come with it, there's still more. There's still more. As that character evolves in the comic book where he originally came from, all the way to these animated series that still continue the, to this day, where we see all different forms, everything from, you know, more adult-oriented to <laughs> Spider-Man and his amazing friends with the little, like, pop-figure-looking <laughs> guys, which my, my kids love that, my daughter loves that show. And... It's they could make a game of that in they all could. honesty. 
They could. They could. And, and I would go. probably play it. Potential. It would, yeah. So would I. I would probably Which play is, it. It's um. Look, I mean, I'm sitting over here playing, you know. Paw Patrol racer, so you know, I'll oh, play okay. anything. <laughs> but it's um but there's so much potential because Spider-Man is a character that everyone can get behind. No matter what age group, there is a version of Spider-Man for everyone. And then on top of that, additional characters like uh Spider Gwen and all the different versions of the Spider-Verse from Miles Morales all the way to the 2099 and all this stuff. Like, it's just... Even Spider-Ham. I mean, that was the one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Or Spider-Bag or whatever you call them. He's got the big mallet. and Yeah, Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham, right? That's just unbelievable. Which, by the way, um, Spider-Ham has uh, <coughs> made his way into Fortnite. Um, as oh, God. <laughs> um, so you could have your pickaxe and um a portal will open and spider-man will come out a uh, spider-ham will come out take your pickaxe and give you a big mallet and then that's your pickaxe oh, man that is crazy so it's, even stuff like that cameos and uh breaking the fourth wall and all this stuff that this character does and and the little jokes and everything how, how his character grows and sometimes we see him a little older sometimes we see him a little younger but at the end of the day we've we've all found something in this character that has drawn us to him because I think it's, it, he's kind of just the, the every man of this world. Like anyone could be Spider-Man. Like it's yeah. like he, he feels like it could be you, right? Yeah. It's not the same as Iron Man with the billionaire. I'm just making all this stuff and craziness, you know, to, to build right. this up, which, you know, yeah. Iron Man is so cool. And I love the character. But it's Peter Parker is that everyman. And when you have a character like that, not only in comics, movies, and animated shows, but throw that character into a video game where the whole idea is to be immersed and be that character, that's a perfect fit. Now you could, are that character. Could not could not agree with you more. And <laughs> and, 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 and and you're right, he is gonna be around in video games forever. Um yeah. you know. I uh, uh, barring unforeseen disaster that I just don't see happening. So, but yeah, no, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a great discussion. I've, I've, I've always been both a huge Spider-Man enthusiast and, and a big fan of video games. So, uh, I really enjoyed getting to delve into this topic, especially with my friend, Matt cave here. Who's, uh, who's by the way, I just, I just, I just want to say like, on video and 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 on on the air as it is i just want to say i'm very proud of you <laughs> uh because your channel has recently just blown up uh what what, what are you at right now about 3.4 thousand subscribers we're like a that? little over 3400 oh point. my god like and and i've and i've watched it happen and i'm like you know <laughs> could not happen to a more deserving guy so um I just I just I just want to say like you know like like having you here I've wanted to have this discussion irregardless but like <laughs> you know wa watching that progress lately I've just been like yes all right you know so um, I appreciate that So where 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 can people find you online <laughs> <laughs> Well 
the best place to find me is is right here on this platform on YouTube. Uh, it's Mac Cave Gaming, and um, that that's where I I put the bulk of any content that I create. Uh, I am on Twitter as well, or I don't even know if we still call it Twitter. It, the one with the X. <laughs> I'm on there now. Um, I do post some content on there every once in a while, and I'm looking to do a little bit more on there as well. Um, believe it or not, I have a TikTok as well, um, where I just put mostly silly things on there. Um, but my main one is is right here on YouTube. This is where my home will be forever. This is this is where Mac Cave Gaming will live, and where we're gonna keep retro gaming alive as long as we possibly can. And before, uh, you know, b- before, before I let you go, um, <laughs> I just want to ask you, so you, you use the, you use the term retro gaming a lot. What to you constitutes a retro game? Like, does it have to be a certain age? What, what's, what's the, what's the cutoff? I'm wondering. So it, it... There is a definitive answer to that, and I okay. forget exactly what the time frame is. It was something like it's like a range of like thirteen years or something like that, or whatever it was. They somebody actually put a number to it, but that's not how I look at it. Okay, I think retro gaming is a personal thing. I think if the game is nostalgic to you within your lifetime, from, from that that made you a gamer growing up it's like this was a game you played as a kid right this could be somebody who was born today and you know 20 years from now they're talking about that that's their retro game and then obviously anything prior to your lifetime like you know, i was born in 82 but i you know obviously played content from before that from you know old old you know computer systems to the, you know, the original atari and things like that but i've always looked at retro gaming as being a personal thing that's what is nostalgic to you? So we've got a lot of people that, you know, that nostalgia for them begins at a PS2 or a PS3. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like for me, it begins at the Atari. It begins like way back. But that's just because I was lucky enough to be part of this generation that grew up with the true evolution of gaming. Um, but it's it's really what comes down to what kind of makes that nostalgic feeling for you as a gamer and uh there's there's plenty of stuff that you know it's gonna start to reach a point where you know the things we consider retro like for me personally i'm like i kind of look at like atari 2600 to the ps2 but almost not even quite like i would even back it up to like the ps1 that's my retro era Okay. Because I feel like the PS2 and the Xbox uh, uh, lifespan at that point, that was a huge jump in gaming, where it made a massive jump in graphics and gameplay capabilities and features and everything. I mean, you know, the PS2 was a DVD player and all this stuff. Right. Like we were into yeah. a new realm of technology. So my personal version of retro is Atari to PS1. Okay. That's my zone right there and then the thing i really pivoted to on my channel was and i believe this all works hand in hand i focused the channel on retro remasters and remakes because i think remasters and remakes are a huge part of keeping retro gaming alive oh god oh god i'll bring it up real quick i don't know if anybody saw this i just saw it drop this morning 
um, the original Tomb Raider trilogy has been remastered and it's coming to the PlayStation and the Switch. Yes, I saw that. They're also, uh, they've done, a, I think, a remaster of, it, it hasn't released yet, uh, the Mario RPG. Um, yes, that's, that's coming. It's coming out in November. So Yeah. And uh, oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to play that. I'm definitely yeah. going to play that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking some uh, Spider-Man video game history with me. Uh, you know, um, stick around for the outro here, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm again, like this is, this is kind of, again, I wanted to have this discussion about these two topics with this person so this, this, <laughs> we've got the culmination of, of one of my dreams here. So uh, very happy about that. So alrighty, guys. And with that, uh, we have reached the end of the segment and I believe the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode of The Webline, please be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on my YouTube channel, simply named Spidey Librarian. The Webline is also available on audio services, so when you see us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or another such service, please leave a review, rating, and, where possible, follow us as well. You can find me on my socials under the name Spidey Librarian on Threads, Twitter slash X, Instagram, WordPress, and Twitch. And finally, if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can contact me at spideylibrarian at gmail.com, where I'll be happy to hear your thoughts, rants, and ideas. You never know. Your email might be featured in an upcoming episode. The webline will be on break next week, but be sure to join us in two weeks on October 1st as we begin a Spooktober-themed lineup of podcast programming. During the first week, fellow Spider-Fan and horror enthusiast Aaron Garcia will be joining me to talk about the enemies of Spider-Man who fall on the more terrifying side of the spectrum. Who are they, and which ones are our favorites? You'll have to tune in on October 1st to find out. Thank you for listening, and until the next episode, I'll be wishing you a good day.